you know, all the news we've been seeing is, you know, about the recession and the slowdown and the spending and corporate disappointments from unlikely sources like Walmart and Target. Boy, it's nice to see something upbeat. We looked at the numbers out of Dallas-based AECOM, the giant infrastructure consulting engineering firm, last week. And not only were the earnings good, but the backlog is increasing. They're getting more business out there. And evidently, they're not losing any business that's on the books. Troy Rudge, the CEO of AECOM, joined us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you today. Look, I, I need something upbeat. And I, and I, if I'm reading these numbers right, they're, they're really good. I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued. So businesses are not pulling in their horns. I mean, you, you guys have long lead times, DFW Airport and mining projects in Canada and government contracts with the Navy, that sort of thing. But you're not losing any of that business. You're gaining business? Uh, we are. We've we had an incredibly positive quarter. In fact, I think we're on a good we're a good a good run, so to speak, philosophy quarters. This past quarter we you know, it was a good quarter. As you said, we we grew our backlog. Um, we have in our backlog, almost $41 billion of work that we have to deliver for clients around the globe. So that can last you for a long period of time. But more importantly, as we delivered work for clients, we actually replaced it this past quarter at the rate of 1.6 times. So um, we're, we're winning a lot of work. I think that is a tribute to success of the people in the organization and maybe taking some market share. But we also benefit um, in the infrastructure world because there really are three large trends that are going on. And I think they'll continue. Um, obviously, if there is a recession or there is a slowdown, and there is a slowdown now, um, it will have an impact on us, but not not the impact that it likely has on others. And those three big trends are there is a, a lot of plans and funding that is available for large infrastructure investment. And we see that here in the U.S., um, you know, we've got the the uh, the infrastructure bill that was passed uh, last year, but it wasn't funded. But in March, when the budget would pa- was passed, there's now funding for the infrastructure bill, so that's positive, and we see that around the yes. The other two kind of two trends are you have a lot of uh, of companies and you have a lot of governments looking to invest in infrastructure to drive change, to improve the environment, or to drive social change. So this would be ES, ESG spending. ESG, yeah, exactly, ESG spend. And, I, you know, simply there's been a lot of discussion, obviously, about energy and energy policy and the fact that there is a lack of energy policy in terms of transition from where we are today to green. So we know where we want to get to in 30 years, but there isn't a plan to get there. Um, and so what we do is we help companies and we help organizations sort that out and then we'll help them actually create the infrastructure to get that end state so that's a you know that's that's year decades of work that we'll participate in and then the third thing is obviously with covid and other other changes in the world companies and organizations are thinking about their supply chains and how they want to reconfigure them that is infrastructure change and we participate in that so even though there is a slowdown, and I hope there isn't a recession, but um, you know, based on sort of the the, the policies that are being uh, pushed forward, it's 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 possible. Um, we still benefit from these mega these kind of these mega trends that will go on for a long period of time. Yeah, and, and so that's it's, that's it's a little unusual that, for us. And, and and you mentioned the thing that makes the most sense to me, which is I can see every board, every CEO, everybody saying. 
make sure this supply chain disruption thing doesn't happen to us again. How can yep. we get bit and, and surprised by this? We've got to do something about it. That's really where you would come in. Right. And, and, and again, you think of what people think about simply as, hey, we're going to build a Intel or TSMC is going to build a, a chip uh, fabrication facility, say, in North America. Well, in order to do that, you think about what we do. Well, you know, you've got to through you've got to go through the community planning. You've got to get the environmental approvals and the community approvals. Then you have to do the design work, and then you have to bring all the supporting infrastructure to it, whether it's roads or it's power or it's water. Um, you know, all of that has to happen around that facility, and we participate not only in the construction of the design of those facilities, but in all of the support that has to go on in the life cycle to right. get that thing up and running. Right. You know, I, as I was telling the, the audience in the beginning, AECOM is a, is a global company. And so you've got some different dynamics out there, like, like geopolitics. And you actually were doing business in Russia and had to early on make the decision to pull out. We, we did. And... Um, it was an easy and an unfortunate decision. And I say unfortunate and fortunate for the people that AECOM had in Russia. So we did. Um, we have completely withdrawn from Russia and from our business there. Um, the first thing that we had to do was we had some people there. And before we made anything public, we wanted to make sure we looked after our employees and kept them safe. And we had some people that and their families that left Russia. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we closed the business. And I think we looked after the Russian employees were left behind, um, but it was something that we felt that we had to do. And um, it is just, uh, it, it's beyond tragic what's happening, um, but we felt that it was important for us to, to take that, that position. Yeah, and, and I know looking after the people is important. I mean, it's the right thing to do, but, but I mean, you would play tens of thousands of people. I guess it depends on how many projects you've got going at any, any yeah. point in time. But I, Fortune's always named you as one of the most admired companies. You know, I think, what, five, six years, seven years in a row, something like that. So what about people? How That's the other, that's one of the other challenges for for business right now is finding and retaining good people. It is. You're ab absolutely correct. Um, I, I think maybe we have a, we have an advantage and I think about it as us being a purpose-driven company, that the people that come to AECOM, the people that are here, really are here because they want to change the world. And we, we have that as, you know, we want to build a better world. And we get to participate in that. And so the people that come here, that's the passion that they have. It aligns with our organizational passion, which is to change the world. And it's even more unique today. We have a better opportunity because in the past, we just focused on building infrastructure to create economic gain. Now we're involved in building infrastructure, creating infrastructure that, you know, will create a better long-term world. And whether that is driving better social outcomes, community outcomes, or environmental outcomes, as well as all the economic outcomes, um, it's a greater opportunity. So we have all the things that you have to do, create a great place to work for people, to give them great careers. We focus on training and development and leadership opportunities, obviously, and, you know, and try to pay people well. Um but really, I think what gives us an advantage is the purpose that we have in an organization and the place that we play in, in influencing great outcomes in the world. And, and like I say, it looks like you, are, you guys are, are coming through this fine. That, that order flow, again, 1.6, so getting 
you know, 1.6 new orders for every order that you fill or or bit of business, I guess, is is remarkable. One last thing. Are you not have you not seen and globally now anybody put projects on hold just saying, you know, we're we're going to put keep this on the drawing board for right now until we we see how things turn out? You know, at this point, we haven't seen anything um, that's material. I mean, again, we have a portfolio of tens of thousands of projects. So the answer is yes, we do see that um, at any point in time, whether there's a slowdown or not. But but certainly we're not seeing anything that is material today, but that doesn't mean things are moving fast. You know, that doesn't mean with rising rates, the slowing economy and the impact that you're seeing in terms of – investors appetite to continue to invest it doesn't mean that that won't change um but today today we haven't seen anything material in our business and again i i think we we again we i think we benefit from those longer term trends that a lot of other industries um uh that they don't they don't have the tailwind for that but you also keep a really diversified book it seems to me like i mean i i am looking at government contracts with the navy and and mining in canada and of course you've been working at dfw airport for a for a decade or so it's not like you're totally dependent upon you know the energy industry or are just government contracts no, not at all. We have a very diversified portfolio of business, diversified by the nature of the work that we do. Um, you know, whether it's some planning in the front end, or environmental studies, or design, or even in, you know, we we even build some things. Um, and then it's diversified by country, and it's diversified by customer, whether it's a private customer or a government customer. And about sixty percent of our customers around the world are government customers, so we have a very diversified business, which. You know, is is certainly to your point. It's it's helpful. So sort of the the portfolio theory. You're not reliant on one customer, one industry. Yep, it certainly comes in handy now. Troy Rudd's the CEO yeah. of AECOM. It's always good to spend some time with you. We appreciate it, and and like I say, it's nice to hear something upbeat too. Well, take care. Thanks uh, for more of a conversation with Mr. Rudd. Go to KRLD.com/slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.